Welcome to 2021 First Edition of Teen Talk News. I'm Phil Cross, co-director of the Epic News Network, a journalism program for the students of Epic Charter Schools. Joining me today, Solomon, Max, Jensen, Anya, and Devin, who are our student journalists uh, working through this program. And we're going to talk about the big news that really everybody's talking about right now, and that is what happened in Washington, D.C. on Wednesday. We're going to start with someone to get their very, very fresh perspective, because Anya, who is usually always in the know, was out fishing yesterday when everything happened, and she just learned about what went on in D.C. Anya, what are your first thoughts as you are reading and hearing about uh, what happened? Um, it's just kind of overwhelming to take it all in because, you know, we think of ourselves as a very developed country and this uh, riots in the capital aren't something that you see every day, obviously. Um, it's it's rather reminiscent of, of uh, a country that's usually locked in a dictatorship like um, Venezuela or some other countries. But we don't think of this as being something that would happen uh, in our country. And it's, it's, it's just overwhelming to think about um people doing something like this and the the force that was used and yeah that's just the the word i would use to describe it as overwhelming taking it all in at once and and trying to realize that yes this is actually something that can happen in our country <laughs> so devin points out that that he doesn't believe uh, a lot of this would have happened had it not been for the president's rhetoric and that gets us into kind of a big topic uh, and we've discussed this in our student editorial meetings as well about the fact that words matter. Solomon, what words have you heard used to describe what happened at the Capitol? Some of the words that I've heard are anarchy, insurrection, which we covered in the meeting, and just overall dis disgracefulness. Disgraceful. So in insurrection, we, we did talk about that in the meeting. We, saw, we heard that from... Uh, President-elect Biden. We heard former Vi former President George W. Bush use the word insurrection, uh, and according to the Associated Press, insurrection meaning the act of rising up against established authority, which the Associated Press says could be um, a justified word uh, to be used to describe the events at the Capitol. Um, I think depressing because it's just it's super sad to think that people can't accept that they lost they think that the fact just the fact that they've lost means that something is wrong and that they don't deserve it and it's enough to storm buildings and they broke windows forced open doors um they ripped down nancy pelosi's name tag and um it got to the point where pe where agents were blocking doors with furniture and had their guns out to shoot them as a last resort because they just wouldn't stop. And I, it, like, this is the same, this is on the same level and even worse than what these same, this like same group of people were calling for the, um, just the protesters. They're doing much worse than what the like Black Lives Matter protesters were doing and the rioters and they were calling for them to be shot. And there's, I don't know. It's just very sad, and I honestly cannot think about it without wanting to cry. I think we honestly should uh, look at look at it 
somewhat through the protesters' eyes and see, do they think, is this justified? Do they think that this is an appropriate reaction? Uh, do they feel like this is justified through the events that have taken place? Because you you have to wonder what the people that are doing this, what they're thinking. Like, are, are they thinking that this is an appropriate reaction to a transition of power? Because it's, it is honestly, uh, like Solomon said, it is disgraceful. And this would be considered anarchy because it's just, it's it's a complete rejection of the social norms of what we consider to be of what we consider to be socially acceptable. <clears throat> I, I I don't know what to say. I think that's a, a a perfectly fine analysis. I don't I think everybody's kind of at a loss for words with uh how this is played out because it's completely unexpected. You know, this is what you see in in third world countries and in deteriorating countries that have uh a very, to put it lightly, that have a very different political system and a different view of how things work. And it's it's just completely unfathomable. This isn't the type of stuff you expect to see in a democracy or in a in a country that where all the, where everyone is free, where everyone is equal. This isn't what you expect to see. You expect to see everybody like getting along and everybody like having their opinions and not always saying this is right and that's wrong let's talk about the motivations behind this so in devin's comments here uh on 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 our chat that uh the supporters uh are going to keep this up uh as uh, as the rhetoric continues from the president we watched uh earlier from ipd ip tv in great britain uh, a, a story of from a reporter that followed the protesters in, and or Solomon, why don't you tell us a little bit about what you remember hearing from the protesters as far as their motivations, and then we'll get to Jensen. Well, I remember hearing them talk about like how this election was stolen from us, and and this is our country. We will not allow you to steal this election from us. We won it fair and square, and we will we will have our way. And that's that's not really right because they did not win this election. It was proven many times that they have not won this election, but they won't that they won't they won't believe it. Okay, like Solomon, um, they kept talking about how it was stolen from them. Like one thing that stands out to me was when the reporter was asking people why they were storming the building. Um, one man, he was standing there and he yelled about how it was um, his country and that it had been stolen from him. And also another thing that points out to me is that whenever Trump was giving his speech before the pro the like riot protest, whatever people are calling it start happened, was um, he said that it was stolen from him and that it was stolen from all of his protesters and that um, they deserve they deserve the win that um, he won this election he won it by a landslide even though every all the data points otherwise and he just he went on for quite a while about how they've somehow been cheated. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say I think that this is not a good representation of America. Like this is not what we expect out of a democracy. The current political situation in our country is is incomprehensible in the sense that uh, just how people are reacting and um, the whole people the whole thing about people going uh, this is my country this is like you know 
just the the verbiage, the particular vernacular that is is chosen is is quite frankly selfish. Like uh, the my country versus your country mentality, I think is is selfish because this is our country. It's not yours. It's not mine. It's ours together. And um, I think people really need to wake up and realize that and understand that we, we can't be divided. It's not the divided states of America. It's the United States of America. When we say words matter, I mean, we're still having difficulty um, even here. Is it a protest? Is it a riot? Was it a mob? Was it an insurrection? What about terrorism? Straight up. Does, te- does the word terrorism fit the description of what happened on the Capitol? Yeah, Devin makes a good point, and um, he he points out that rhetoric did play a big part. That Trump's rhetoric, in particular, played a big part of of um, uh, just culminating all this together and turning it into a big storm because he used some very strong language, and uh, it invoked a lot of feelings of uh, perhaps fear in his supporters, thinking that they were losing "quote unquote" their country. Uh, and yeah, Jensen Jensen also makes a good point. She says people were calling police officers traitors for doing their job. And just all of this is is incomprehensible is the the only word that comes to mind to describe this. Well, it's it, it's just I, I I can't really expand on that honestly. Yeah, I think a lot of people were probably feeling perhaps hurt. Uh, in the sense that they were unwilling to let a peaceful transition of power happen. And I think uh, Trump's words were really just adding gasoline to an already started fire. And then it kind of blew up because um, if if you have a country that's hurt because of all the because of all the racial injustice and all the, the things that have happened prior to this that has kind of started the fire burning. And then you have a president that's adding gasoline to the fire. That's It's not a good thing. You know it's going to blow up eventually. And I think perhaps his words should have been focused more on calming the people of America and not calling for action to be taken in the sense that he did. Perhaps if he'd used, uh, if he'd chosen his words a little differently, this may not have happened. I'm not saying it... It wouldn't have happened. I, I'm saying it maybe wouldn't have happened on such a large scale. Max, you were watching the news yesterday whenever all this happened. What do you remember from the news coverage and what images or interviews stick out the most or to you? And what do you remember the most from watching all this unfold? Um, the, um, the, the news was showing pictures of the uh, uh, of the people storming through one one of them sitting in an office. That's one of the things I saw. What did you think as you saw those pictures of someone, you know, sitting in uh, the speaker's office or people rummaging through things? What was going through your head at that moment? I I don't really remember. I I was just kind of speechless. I think it definitely evokes a, a strong emotion of pathos. You know, it it. It just the images aren't something that you would expect to see coming out of our country because I think everybody tends to perhaps idolize uh, our country in a sense because you know it is a great country. It's just sometimes we fall down. Example being today or yesterday. It would be yesterday, um, but I don't know. It's just it. It really has me at a loss for words, which is quite rare because I talk a lot and I don't really stop talking. Um, but this. This, this issue has quite literally left me speechless. Yesterday, I didn't see much of it until af- until it was like already happened and I was seeing all the news stuff because I was working outside, so it wasn't on. 
like devices or anything, but I remember just being scared seeing all of those things because if people are comfortable enough to do this, what because they feel like they've lost, then I don't know what they're going to do to people who they feel like they stole, quote unquote, stole it from them. Like, because oh, um, a lot of left leaning people, they, for example, um, in my town. Personally, there's not a lot of, most of the people are um, very right-leaning, so it's, I had, I got to see all of their anger firsthand, and it's very scary. And then also some other things that stood out to me was Trump, um, like on on Twitter, um, he was kind of just praising them he didn't see he just said that he needed to they just needed to go home when um people and this is a common theme like with his protesters like earlier this year to um protest covid shutdowns some of his protesters stormed capitol buildings with armed um and he told them to go home and that they were angry and scared and they need to it needed to be worked out but then whenever protesters were these protesters gathered. He he said, "When the looting starts, starts the shooting starts." That's a direct quote, and it's he. This is a recurring theme, and it's very very scary. Uh, Anya, do you want to add on? Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. It definitely it invokes a lot of feelings, very strong feelings, which uh, Trump seems to exacerbate in a lot of his tweets, some of which have not been deleted. I just tried to look them up and uh, the tweets are unavailable. And I think it really showcases a degradation of moral principles of some people in our country. And we have to ask ourselves if they're willing to go to this extent, what else are they willing to do? Um, yeah, that's just, that's the word I, I would, um, I would describe it as, as a, it's just degenerative, uh, the moral principles are disintegrating from apparent uh, things that have happened. And I'm just in complete and utter shock reading because I, I just learned about this like an hour ago. Um, and it's a lot to take in at once. And I know that there's a lot of mixed feelings in our country. And there's definitely, definitely a lot of fear, especially based around this, this riot this little bit of anarchy that was displayed at the Capitol. Um, I can definitely see how it induces fear and uh, anger is a secondary emotion. Um, there has to be an emotion before anger that causes anger to happen. Um, and I think that that, that uh, emotion was probably fear. And then that spiraled into anger instead of something that could spark growth, because this could have been a good moment for our country that we could have learned how to grow together as a country and how to be, better united um but the secondary emotion from the fallout of the fear was anger instead of growth and that's probably caused by all the things that our country has experienced and gone through in 2020 with there being a global pandemic and and race riots and and just all this and Devin would also like to point out that there were uh four people killed yesterday and um Although some of that may have been related to underlying medical conditions, I know at least one woman was shot as a last resort. Well, it's it's sad because all these people show up to basically do what the president told them to do, and and then they end up some people end up dying, and they think, oh, President Trump, he's gonna he's gonna help us. He's going to he's going to 
do something do something about this but instead it's like they something happens to them really care it's just it's just like one one man down oh well yeah and this is not the mentality that our country needs to have this is a very poor representation of the united states as a whole because we're we're better than this we shouldn't be the country that is known for uh, racial injustice and police violence, and we we shouldn't be the country that's known for not having peaceful transitions of power for uh, just the the overall violence and the degradation of morals as a collective. Really, um, it's just it's it's disgusting to see, and it's disgusting to think that people could think in this way that that it would run through their heads as a plausible way to deal with the transition of power it it shouldn't your first your first instinct shouldn't be violence and and again that comes back to fear being a secondary emotion there's always or i'm sorry anger being a secondary emotion there's always an emotion prior to that that sparks anger um and jensen uh just quoted president trump uh, the, the quote being, I know everyone here will soon be marching to the Capitol building to peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard. Yeah, that didn't happen. I think we are about out of time for this episode. What a way to start 2021 after a tumultuous 2020. I think we were all hoping for a, a smoother year. Here's hoping we have a smoother rest of 2021. But we will be back here next week uh, as well, talking about uh, the new developments in the news. For Solomon, Max, Jensen, Anya, and Devin, I'm Phil Cross with the Epic News Network, and we'll see you next time.